Hi, everybody. This is Dave Hodges. I'm the host of the Common Sense Show, and we are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. We are brought to you by some very important people that make this program possible. The first one is My Patriot Supply, and this is the best storable food company in the world. Best pricing, 70% off. You need to have two years of storable food, but we recognize getting there in one fell swoop is difficult, so we have two and four week packages. All is 70% off, no GMOs, no glyphosate, no bad stuff, just good, high-quality food. How do you get yours? Go to preparewithdave.com, preparewithdave.com. Get the peace of mind that comes with knowing you've prepped your family the best you can. If you need food, you need water. And we got the best water out there. Well, I should say the water filter, Alexa Pure Pro. Lexapure Pro takes chromium out of your water supply, which 218 million Americans have. What's chromium-6? Causes cancer, bladder, kidney. Get rid of that. Lead, pharmaceuticals, pesticides. The Lexapure Pro gets rid of all of it, and if you have to bug out, you can take it with you, and it can cleanse standing water. You can always find water, but can you find drinking water? More with the Lexapure Pro, you'll be able to, and right now, there's a great special. It'll never be lower in price than it is right now. So, ladies and gentlemen, check it out. Go to waterwithdave.com. So, that's preparewithdave.com for the food. Waterwithdave.com for the water. You got your food. You got your water. You're good to roll. Here with us on the Newsmaker Line is Paul Martin. We got some breaking news here on the Common Sense Show. Paul, thanks for joining us. And uh, my friend, the old tank commander, you got some big news. <laughs> it's, it's been a wild day. Uh, excuse me. That's right. And Paul and I have been in communication here as he gets rid of his allergies. And I'll just tell you that we're going to be talking about, uh, shall we say, peace and tranquility or the lack thereof. Paul, you good to go? Yeah, yeah I'm good to go. Um, it's It's been a crazy day. I, I want to start out with the uh, uh, show that um, Mike, Mike Adams, your good friend, Mm-hmm. Uh, was on Alex show, Alex Jones in the, in his last hour, and he spent an enormous amount of time talking about EMPs, uh, talking about invasions from the north, invasions from the south, uh, getting prepared and stuff like that. And, I, and, and I've never heard Mike this concerned on the air. And I, and I really admire Mike. I mean, he's a really really smart guy, and. Uh, Paul, That's what we're going to talk about. Coupling up with that is that we, I have a friend of about a year uh, that kind of bobs and weaves in and out of different agencies for different reasons and and uh, has a lot to do with the state of Wyoming and, and, and the western United States. And uh, he sent me a text saying that Wyoming was preparing to disconnect from the grid preceding the what this the the the, the head of, of of energy for the state of Wyoming what he what he considered the coming rolling blackouts in America uh, <clears throat> you've written about EMPs you and I've talked about it so much about it's such a perfect fix for them. Mm-hmm. The deep state is in 
bad, bad, bad shape. Uh, Trump's getting ready to go to war. And so I was putting out some feelers, and I just happened to talk to a guy at dinner. I was watching the uh, our rodeo through high school. We were watching the National Final Rodeos on TV at this uh, restaurant. This guy's a pretty good, pretty good size cattle dealer uh, all over the country, or Western United States especially. So I was talking about what was going on in Wyoming. And he grinned real big, and he goes, you know, I was talking to a guy up in North Dakota that's pretty high up in the food chain up there, and he said, they're prepared for the same thing. And I went, really? He goes, yeah. So there is something being fed to the the state officials, and evidently there's two state officials in North Dakota in the state of Wyoming that are paying attention to whatever source material they're getting. And uh, I find all this really interesting, Dave. Well, we covered uh, the EMP aspect of this because that's what this implies. And the EMP aspect of this came to us from a contact who sent us photos of UN vehicles with EMP proof. Are you still there? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Paul, uh, I yeah. guess, uh, uh, could, could you not hear me? I just spoke for about 10 seconds here. Uh, no, it's usual stuff for us folks, so <laughs> don't be bothered by it. Yeah, okay, put your seatbelt on because it's going to be another wild ride, and it always is. Um, as I was saying, we had a mutual friend come to us, mutual contact, I should say, and he uh, gave us photos of EMP-proof equipment uh, mounted on the back of UN trucks in southern Wyoming. And then these uh, devices kept popping up around the country, Aurora, Colorado, and other places. And we said, gee, the UN going to be part of an EMP attack? Now, I have to tell you, Paul, I'm not a big believer in generalized EMP attacks because the winner would inherit nothing. I mean, infrastructure would be destroyed, society in absolute chaos, irreparable chaos, but I could buy a localized EMP attack. What do you think? Well, it, it could be. I mean, I've been saying for a lot of years, you know, if I was the evil dictator and I really wanted to drop the hammer on somebody, I'd drop the hammer on them in the winter. Um, I mean, we do know that there are certain world governments that want to keep the American infrastructure intact. Um, and, and another thing, with the with the deep state being really, really on the ropes, uh, it, re, it was reported earlier today that Trump's getting ready to go to war with these people. Well, how long have we... Could, they, how, yeah, Paul, hang on a second, but how long have we heard that? Oh no! I no 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 no! I, I I understand, but but we don't. I, I I'm not in I'm not in Donald Trump's mind. Um, but one of the things that we have to concern ourselves with is the fact that that these people. I mean, look what's going on in in um, 
Paris, it spread to Belgium, it spread to Amsterdam. The push against the New World Order is here. Yeah, it is. It is. And in fact, uh, what a lot of people don't realize, they think these riots in France are still about the uh, fuel tax from the climate change accords. Uh-uh. The French government repealed them because they were backpedaling against the pressure. But the people are saying, no, 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 no. This is about globalism. We're not going to let international bodies tell us how to live in France. And this is spreading. And, oh, absolutely. Uh, and you notice uh, that's a current theme. My biggest theme right now is globalism versus nationalism. And that's what all this is about. I mean, do you mind if we go down this road a little bit before we return to the sure. EMP stuff? Because I think America really needs to be beat over the head with this information. And here's what I mean by that. America is in a situation where we have, if you take out our two-thirds of our illegals that have welfare and one-third of our citizens that are on federal assistance of some sort, if you take those people out of the equation, we have the highest standard of living in the world. We have the most productive businesses. We have the most technologically advanced military. We have the most constitutionally guaranteed rights. Now, I realize that the deep state has made a mockery of our Constitution, but we still have these rights that are supposedly guaranteed, Unlike the rest of the world where they may get rights, but the government takes them away on a whim because it's no longer in the common or communist good. So, Paul, let's just look at this. If America was to say, yeah, I think globalism is a great idea. Let's embrace it. Well, if you reach a midpoint, our constitutional liberties are gone and you're living in a totalitarian state, police state. And economically, you have to reach a midpoint. Well, your standard of living is now in the toilet. And this is what people don't understand, that we're fighting to maintain what we've achieved as a country. It's well, great. absolutely. But, but, but all of that, the, the, the prosperity of America, our history, excuse me, our Bill of Rights, constant, all this stuff, that's anathema to the new to the new world order. Mm-hmm. Anathema. They can't have that. And with, I mean, all of these countries around the world rejecting these people, and um, I mean, Salvini in Italy is making great strides. I mean, they're actually starting to deport Muslims. This this is undermining their whole operation. It is absolutely no question. But I, what but we I, discussed I, before is a perilous position with the amount of weapons that they have in their hands. Economically, biologically, we've got the Ebola still breaking out in the in the Congo, second biggest outbreak in the world, which means we're one air flight away from the Ebola landing here again, and so. This is a three-hour radio show, but but, but I mean, we're, we're, I mean, the people who love liberty, the people who love freedom, the people who love their countries, their their culture, everything about they've been for hundreds of years is now in jeopardy. I know you're right, but forget other people for a second. I'm talking America. For us to join a globalist union. 
we're on top. We would have to give up a lot to join this union. We'd have to give up a good portion of our civil liberties. We'd have to give up our economic prowess. Our standard of living would be destroyed. This is why America doesn't want it. And most Americans don't realize that. They're sitting there on their fat, happy, you know what, drinking a beer, watching NFL football, and Colin Kaepernick kneel from the stands now because no one will hire him to play on their team. But they're watching this crap and thinking, isn't life great? Yeah, okay, so listen up, lazy dude. You want to keep doing what you're doing? You better keep the globalists out of your country. You wouldn't even be able to afford to watch the TV, much less buy the beer. And it just, it, to me, Paul, it's just maddening that people don't get this. Globalism will destroy the way that we live. And then you mentioned, well, it, and then they're it, it, anti-Christian, it, and, you know, you get the idea. Yeah. Well, no, no, I, I, I totally understand. But... I, I, I mean, we've got we've got the internet today. We've got alternative media that is doing really good. Uh, we've got uh, mainstream media that's collapsing. Uh, so they really don't. I mean, CNN's below what the cooking channel, the gardening channel. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's, they don't have any proponents out there. They don't have any mouthpieces, any megahorns to push psychologically the American people in, into a global order. Not from my side of the fence. Well, I agree. I agree with you. They don't. Unfortunately, they own the media. And they're willing to lose lots of money in promoting their message. So the... 50% of the people, the great unwashed, that don't know jack squat about any of this. They're up for grabs. And who Dave, are, they? are you still there? Oh. Paul, they did it to us again. Yeah. Well, at least they're consistent. Okay, let's try this again. Okay, as I was saying, and I hope I'm coming through now. I hope I'm five by five, Paul, but... You, you are. As I was saying... Um, the globalists are willing to assume huge losses just to maintain their propaganda. Clear Channel Communications that owns 1,300 radio stations, they lose hundreds of millions of dollars every year, but they're willing to support that as long as they can control the radio market or the lion's share of it. And they're willing to lose money on YouTube. They're willing to lose money wherever they need to to keep their globalist message alive. And this is the battle that we face, Paul, because the 50% of the country that don't know squat about what's going on, they're still hearing the mainstream media a lot more than they're hearing us. Well, I agree, but I, but I mean, alternative media is made on the Internet, on the radio, has made great strides in the last couple of years. Uh, you can tell it by the callers. You can look at... I mean, I love reading comment sections. You can read comment sections in Breitbart, MyRevolutionRadio.org, uh, Gateway Pundit, all over. I mean, uh, Zero Hedge. Uh, there are just tons of people out there that are that are totally aware. And, and, and it was really interesting during the uh, the George Herbert Walker Bush funeral. Man, if you went if you ran around to conservative websites. 
and read the comments on that, if you want to talk about a totally aware populace, that was it. I would agree. I would agree. I mean, George Herbert Walker Bush, a kinder, kinder and gentler man. Who are they kidding? Well, they, I mean, they were they, they, they were a criminal syndicate with the the New World Order, with the Clintons, uh, the drug cartels, and everybody else. But having said that, I think. I was listening to Claude Lewis coming in, coming in from work tonight, and he was all over Jade Helm. Well, what, what, what was he? What was he saying about it? Well, he was talking about how you know the the conspiracy theorists were talking about you know Jade Helm was this and Jade Helm was that, and the conspiracy theorists were talking about Rex eighty four wasn't real and and going through all this stuff, and now we've got these brand-new military exercises that are, that are. Uh, uh, it looks like it, it's all aircraft looking like a force penetrator using C-130s and fighters and galaxies and all kinds of stuff, and um, it's, it's up at revolutionradio.org. So somebody's getting ready for something. Uh, you don't put that kind of military power in the air for that amount of time in a coordinated it was it, it, it was in a it was in a it was in a straight line coming from the south going north through northern Arizona and up to uh, Nevada and uh, it was a piercing action day what is so, that what do you mean by that it, it, it was an aircraft piercing formation to get through something with the fighters the galaxies the c-130s the troops the bombers and all this stuff they were practicing a a a very very direct strike on something and the articles up there you can actually see the go to the original article it broke yesterday last night um and and you can see the air flight patterns um, off of the air flight websites, it's, mm-hmm. it's it's very interesting. But it was definitely a very major military operation. They're practicing for something. Well, <clears throat> let's be more specific. Do you have any idea what they're practicing to attack? No, 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 no. This this was just an exercise. So no mock intended person or group. I uh, don't know, but that was that's a lot of money <laughs> to put that many aircraft in in the air uh, for a specific purpose. But it, it was definitely a, a a a major strike operation. Don't know it's for our border. Don't know it's for the northern border. Uh, don't know if they're practicing for overseas. Have no idea. Well. This, boy, I, I try to think how to respond to this. The, I'm getting a lot of feedback, Paul, in the past week or so about massive military movements inside our country. 
uh, only in pretty much in the West. I've got one out of Louisiana, but I've got a bunch out of Texas. Train loads full of tanks. I've got them out of California, Utah, Montana. And clearly, they're redeploying assets for a reason. I think there's no question oh, about that. Yeah, and and perhaps, you know, this is medically related. You know, I don't think so, though. I, I think what we're looking at here ultimately is they know there's going to be a need to attack. And do you want to know who I think they're going to attack? I'm all ears. The Chinese inside our country. The Chinese that are embedded, the Chinese soldiers that are embedded at the solar energy farms, uh, the um, uh, inland ports like Sacramento and Stockton, I think they're going to attack those groups because those groups are in those places to take out American air bases in case of a Red Dawn invasion, and that would protect our air cover if they took out the Chinese. I don't have a bit of problem with that. I mean, Mike <clears throat> Adams today was, you know, it, it, it was a, it was a really great show, but but he was talking about the invasion from the north, talking about the invasion from the south, uh, the EMP uh, as a first strike weapon, and and then move it from the south and move it from the north. From, and he did mention the Chinese and and uh, the. Uh, Massive amounts of uh, of uh, military from the south that could come up. I mean, if you look at, I mean, I'm from Odessa, Texas. I mean, if you look at West Texas, very much out there. I mean, you could bring in four battalions or whatever you wanted to. There's nothing to stop them. I mean, and if you go north, the only you know you got Lubbock, Amarillo. There's nothing in the Panhandle, Oklahoma. There's nothing in western Kansas. There's nothing in western Nebraska. I mean, they could they could walk to the border. Hmm. Well, Jade Helm, what was the context of which this came up today? I know I was just listening to Clive Lewis on the way home. He comes on at ten o'clock Rocky Mountain time, and and uh, got the store shut down. and was heading in and tuned him on, and and uh, he just broke into. Jade Helm, Rex 84, Martial Law, and uh, a whole bunch of other stuff. And I, I, I thought with everything that else was going on, it, it was really interesting. Well, let me tell you a, an aspect of Jade Helm, and I'll, let's see if this matched to what you heard. Jade Helm 16, it's interesting, I had a discussion about this today in another interview I was doing. And Jade Helm 16 was in part about suppressing a rebellion after a coup had taken place. This was a counter-coup. And specifically, right. uh, George Soros, uh, through BizOps, had advertised for Jade Helm, 16, uh, people, crisis actors to play disaffected um, American guerrilla chieftains who were former disaffected Army personnel. That's a mouthful, but what they're basically saying is they were in the Army, they lost, they had to go Viet Cong and go guerrilla, and they wanted people to play those roles. And let me give you another one, and I actually wrote about this when it happened. I had a uh, officer contact me, a high-ranking officer, 
and he was in a Texas military base. And I'm not going to be more specific because I don't want to get him in trouble. And he said that they were brought in and seated about 25, 30 officers. And they were watching a mock interrogation. And they had Chinese soldiers doing the mock interrogation. And they would go, Whoa. and they would have, they would have uh, like 10 Americans in, in army uniforms, but their insignias were stripped off to indicate they were guerrilla. And they blindfolded them, and they would go up behind them and say, tell me your troop strength, where are the people? And they would ask them questions, and when they would answer, they'd do a mock execution, shoot them in the back of the head, but not really shoot them, but that was the drill. And they would go down the line, and they were supposedly showing these military officers techniques of enhanced interrogation. And this guy said, Dave, this was total BS. He said, we're all familiar with this. This was straight line execution. Get your info, kill the guy. He said, my dad was in Vietnam. He told me the story, he said, where they captured three Viet Cong, and they went up in a helicopter, and they said, where are the rest of your guys? And the first two wouldn't tell them. They threw them out of the helicopter, and the third guy, they couldn't shut him up. And he said, that's what we were watching. He said, they weren't teaching us anything new. They were, he said, I'm sure they were videotaping us to gauge our reaction. They wanted to know if they were going to have a buy-in from these RSOF officers. And that's what they were. They were Army Special Forces Operations Officers. And they were sitting there watching this. And they were like, look at each other. What the hell is this about? They were annoyed that they had to sit there and watch this. But then they realized, holy crap, they're going to videotape us. They're probably taking biometric readings, and they want to know if we're on board with doing this kind of thing to Americans. It was a loyalty test. Yep. You can do that with just with body, body temperature scans and all that stuff. Yeah, and, and he was so disturbed about it, he contacted me. Now, here's what's interesting. I had a really high-ranking officer contact me a couple days after that and told a very similar story. So I had double confirmation. And uh, one man, I actually know the identity. not going to reveal it, but I do know the identity. And what I really found interesting about this, Paul, as we walk kind of down this sidebar here, is that there was going to be a coup, and there was a coup, and the American military rose up and said, no one, hell no. We lost, and they had started a guerrilla insurgency. I think this is a real possible scenario. Well, to bring that a little further forward, uh, Mike Adams was talking about guerrilla insurgency on, on the show today. So, Them or us? Us. In what light? From the invasions from the north, from the south. Uh, you know, don't let these people take over your areas. There'll be areas they'll be able to take over. Uh, there's enough firepower and armaments in this country to, you know, fight these invasions and insurgents. So all this, all this stuff is kind of, for me, is kind of, kind of coming to a to a core explain well I think that if 
the deep state thinks that, I mean, Hillary and the Clinton Foundation are on the ropes. I mean, you had a guy out four days ago said that worked for them, said, I, I know where all the bodies are buried. I posted on the inter, on, on my yeah, I saw website. That. So if they think they're on the ropes, and you and I talked about this, bioweapons, shut the grid down, it's an easy fix for them, the mainstream media's on the ropes, It almost in my show today, and I'm not saying he did, but the stuff that he talked about today was the stuff that you and I've talked about, the stuff you've written about, in 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 a very good 45 minute format. So I, I think I think these guys might be ready to pull the trigger. <coughs> I look at Jade Helm as the fail-safe plan, Jane Helm 16. Because um, they know a significant amount of the military will rise up against them should they take Trump out of office. And I think that's what's coming. They're going to try impeachment. I don't see it working. I still think the assassination card is the most likely way to get him out of office. And do you want a nightmare scenario, Paul? Imagine if they Not sat... Really. I got <laughs> I got four kids and three grandkids, but go ahead. Well, maybe I should practice discretion and not let this out. But I've already talked about it, so I may as well reiterate. I am of the opinion that when the assassination card gets played, if they're successful, they won't just take out Trump, they'll take out Pence. And and you know who becomes president in that situation. Pelosi. Nancy Pelosio, exactly. President Pelosio. How long do you think you'd stay a free man under Pelosi or Clinton? Well, where I live for quite a while. <laughs> I mean, these people out here. I mean, I mean, if you look at if you look at the Deep South, the state of Texas. Um, Michigan, Wisconsin, a, a lot of state. I mean, there's a lot of hunters out there that really, really, really hunt. Uh, I mean, people out here that I know in northern Colorado that have been paying attention for years. I mean, we've got we've got enough stuff here in northern Colorado to take over a small South American country. I mean, there's enough 338 Lapuas from where I'm sitting to North Denver that are legion. There's 40 338 Lapua presses within 45 minutes where I'm sitting. Okay. I get that. I get that. It would be a mess. We've gone down that road before there with this weaponry, but what I'm talking about is something on a bigger scale, Paul. I, I just... When, you know, Mike is talking about Jade Helm and this talk show host you mentioned is talking about Jade Helm. And Jade Helm in its final was about putting down a counter coup. That means a coup is going to happen. 
studied all different kinds of warfare and stuff while I was in the Marine Corps. Well, and, you know, Yamamoto said it best. When, when, the, when the Japanese Imperial Army wanted to come into the West Coast, he said, and Jose said, there'll be a gun behind every blade of grass. And we've talked about this before. The, the best way to neutralize all of that weapon and everything else, all you got to do is just shut down the grid and hit with a bioweapon. They can do it from the air. They can do it through the airports. They can do it a multiple of ways. And a lot of this other stuff, they don't even have to worry about. Hospitals shut down. Grocery stores shut down. Trucking shuts down. And by the way, the credit markets are at ultimate, ultimate, ultimate break speed right now. And the credit market shut down, as we've talked about before, everything shuts down. Trucking shuts down. So there's, a, there, there's just a couple, two or three things that they can do to just shut everything down, shut everything off. You know, when, you, when, you, when, you, when you're worrying about just, just for the grid going down, can you imagine being in L.A. or Houston or Chicago or Miami or anywhere else? The death rate would be enormous just through civil unrest. The Naval War College says if an EMP was deployed, and I think it will be a series of localized EMPs, the death rate would be 90% after two years. I think 90% in six months. Look at Black Friday. I mean, they they try to kill people over a pair of tennis shoes or a Tickle Me, tickle me Elmo or whatever the big deal is. Oh, I hear you. I hear you clear, loud and clear. So, Paul, what's going to be the catalyst? What's going to set this off? I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't have, I don't have a crystal ball, but I would, I would assume that would have something to do with the president. How do you think America will react if Trump was assassinated? Oh, I can't, you know, I, I can't even imagine. (laughs) But that, that one, that, from my side of the fence, the assassination of Trump with the amount of people supporting him and back him, we've seen all the huge rallies over, you know, before the election and through the election and and, and over the last year. I mean, it's the, the, the lines are miles long waiting for him in cold weather and rain. We've never seen that in this country. So it, 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 it would be a logistical nightmare to fix that for the deep state, for the new world order, to bring these people back on board. It's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. What, um, boy, Paul, 
what percentage of the military do you think will side with the people and break ranks with commanders that would be loyal to the deep state? Hmm, 20%. 80 would follow directions? Yep. Is that enough to cause a massive upheaval? You know, with the trained personnel, you know, they know where the tanks are, the artillery is, the jets, the planes, the bombs, and everything else. Yeah. I mean, you know, the only, you know, from, from my, and we haven't, we haven't talked about this person in some time, my intelligence officer that's in the, one of the military, <laughs> I'll put it that way. The only thing they were concerned about is the amount of, a, the gang members that have been coming into the U.S. military, more specifically the U.S. Army, you know, over the last 10 or 12 years. And now we've got illegals that were, you know, that have gone into the military and granted citizenship if they served so much time in the military, and they don't trust them at all. And I'm talking about the old guard. They know what's going on. Well, they shouldn't. And they can, and they could probably neutralize that too. I don't think they should trust them. No, they don't. I mean, I wouldn't trust them, Paul. I mean, this is a real murky world. I mean, do you think it's likely we'll have parts of agencies turning on each other, like the FBI, DHS, to wage an internal battle for control? I do, and the only thing that bothers me about what you were just talking about is the massive amount of people from the Obama administration are still there, and that was that was Trump's first mistake for me was he did he didn't clean house. That's my frustration with Trump directly. But the, but the bottom line is, <clears throat> with everything we talked about, is more than ever, and I mean especially in the last 24 hours, more specific as 12 hours, is I think you need to be prepared to take care of your families. I think you need to have water, food, prescriptions, uh some way to take care of the elderly, the infirmed, and because uh, I think I think the next forty-five days are going to be very, very, very interesting. I think the first week in January is going to be very telling. Oh, oh, without a doubt. You ever notice how such really bad legislation comes out in November? Federal Reserve was given to us in a hook or crook deal where congressmen secretly stayed behind so they could vote in favor of the Federal Reserve Act. You have any idea what this year's event's going to be? If I, if I was a deep state, Power, grid. 
Do you think it'll be total destruction? I think it was Lenin that said one death is a tragedy, a million is but a statistic. They don't, they wouldn't even blink. They would miss dinner over 300 million American deaths. Well, I think you're right, but I also think, Paul, that they need a subservient class to serve them. Well, I mean, you've got people offshore, movie stars, movie producers, the Bushes are in Uruguay, uh, people are in Paraguay. Uh, the Bushes are sitting on 95,000 acres with the, one of the largest aquifers right underneath their house. So, I mean, these people have been, have been preparing to get out of the out of the country in different domiciles for years. Yeah, I don't know. The chain of custody still follows, though. Well, I agree, but I'm just stating a fact that there are people who have been moving offshore, very, very powerful people in government and in the media have been you know, getting out of here for a while. But having said that, um, I think I think the, the listeners really, really, really need to, you know, top off their preps. I know I'm going to this week. I'm pretty prepped, but uh, there's a few things I'm going to do. Are you going to name names and tell where the bodies are buried? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> That was a joke, Paul. I don't have a backhoe for nothing. Well, let's hope you're not digging your own grave with it. Yeah. Um, the bottom line is, with all this, something is afoot. We know it. They're going to make their move. They're getting their butts kicked. The mainstream media can't carry the day. I mean, predictive programming is out of control right now. There's so much I can't even keep up. I probably get people sending me, what, two or three a day of these predictive programming shows and most of them I've never heard of. We're in a real battle for humanity, but Paul, even if we defeat them, let's think optimistically for a second. Rather than our loyal people going to guerrilla warfare and becoming the next Viet Cong, don't you think the deep state would do the same thing? Oh, without a doubt. I mean, Soros has been this a long time. He's He is... Uh well-versed in what we're talking about. I mean, we have no idea. And we, You know, we've got these Antifa people and, 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 and everything else, but we don't have any idea, and I've never seen anything on it. And I've thought about it a lot, about the really, really, really dangerous people and groups that Soros could have bought and paid for. Paul, answer this question for me. Why hasn't some loyalist black ops ex-military group taken care of business with Soros? I've thought about that a thousand times and I don't have an answer. It boggles my mind. I just don't understand how this man gets... I, I just don't get it. How he acts with... Such impunity 
I mean, he's threatening the sovereignty of the United States. I mean, I think Trump would be justified in going after him. I do too. I mean, the, the guy, the guy's definitely, without a doubt, a satanic being. Now, is Satan protecting him? Probably dead on accurate. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, but the, you know, the fat way. I mean, the next, the next, the next sixty days are going to be. Very, very interesting. I mean, both sides are pushing. Um, and we'll just see how it comes out. But regardless of that, you guys got to take care of yourself. And they got to prep. I mean, oh, absolutely. I mean, if the grid goes down, there's no cops. They're going home. There's no state highway patrol. Uh, National Guard, I don't know, but but the people that typically keep that we're used to through our lives, you know, keeping law and order and getting the bad guys, they're gone. You know, my East Coast said six years ago he was telling people in his area that were in law enforcement. He said, when when this shoe drops, he said, you guys, the first thing you do is take those uniforms off. Get rid of those cruisers and get some cars. Get them. Take care of your people. And it was six years ago. It just keeps going in cycles. Do you know one of the things that I recall, and I don't know if you remember this or not, and this kind of ties into what we're talking about a little bit. Do you remember when Jesse Ventura did the um, piece on uh, his show Conspiracy Theory, and it was about the Gulf? Yeah. And do you remember how he uncovered documents and he had the Army Corps of Engineers spokespeople on? And they admitted to it. Uh, they said that uh, with the Gulf oil spill being as bad as it was, they wanted to evacuate all the people from the Gulf. And it was going to cost $40 billion to do it. Uh, they were looking for funding. This was an Army Corps of Engineers project. And this woman named S.I. Rees, R-E-E-S, was the main spokesperson and she was singing like a canary, saying, oh, yeah, this is true. We're going to do that. Paul, if they would do it there, wouldn't they do it anywhere? Absolutely. And then I go back to 2009. At that time, I had two childhood friends who were in law enforcement, senior law enforcement positions in Colorado, various agencies. And they said, do you know about these roadblocks, Dave? And I said, what roadblocks? DUI? And they said, no, 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 no. They're like DUI roadblocks, but what they are is they are forced vaccination centers. They pull you over, they scan you. You've taken the vaccine shot or you haven't for H1N1. That was the crisis then. And they had practice having chase cars there. And um, let's put it this way. The top police agencies in Colorado participated in mock drills with Obama's DHS. That's coming too. If there's if the, if, if there's power, it will. If there's no power, it won't. That's a good point. That's a really good point, Paul. The bottom line is, is we've thrown a lot of poop up on the wall, 
And we're not trying to see if something sticks. We're looking for patterns. And Paul, what's your takeaway from all this that we've talked about tonight? Really, 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 really get your preps. And one of the things that you need to do is one of my favorite lieutenant colonels, Marine Corps Force Recon, has had for his people at his business for several years is have different ways out of the city. Have different paths that you can get out with. Back channels, side streets, you know, staying out of main thoroughfares, because those things are gonna those things are gonna be blocked. They're gonna be like the fires in LA. They're just <laughs> All the roadways were just blocked, people trying to get out because it was kind of too late for a lot of them. But you need to find four or five exit plans to get to out of the cities, to friends' house out in the country, relatives, wherever. Um, but that, that would be militarily one of the first things you need to do right now. You need to keep fuel, extra fuel, and a lot of fuel for your automobile or your truck and your trailer, motorhome, whatever it is, to be able to get to a destination. And you better practice it, too. It's interesting to me, Mike Adams is uh, like a paragon of calmness. And uh, from I didn't hear the interview with Alex, but from what you told me, he was quite demonstrative, and that speaks to the urgency of what they're dealing with. Yeah, I've never, I've never heard him like that. I have to tell you, Paul, I'm right there with him. I feel it in my bones. And I know it's not scientific, it's not documentation. But I feel it in my bones that something bad is coming. Pretty scary stuff. Well, I, well, I do too. I mean, with, with the, you know, the information out of Wyoming disconnecting from the grid and talking to my cattle guy last night that North North Dakota's planning on the same thing that we don't know who these people within the state government of, of, of North Dakota or Wyoming um, got their information from and, and I'm sure this could be in some other states I, I can't believe it wouldn't be in other states but this is just the information I have but um Get Man. ready. Yeah, get ready is right. I was just formulating a response, and you just pulled the words out of my mouth. Get ready is right. Well, Paul, we're just about out of time. I wanted to send people to your website, revolutionradio.org. It's a great site. Got the best, one of the best news aggregate sites out there. And I appreciate the fact that you carry a good deal of my work. And, Paul, it's always a pleasure to have you on. We threw a lot of poop up on the wall tonight. And it's now for people to really dissect and put it together because all these things are here staring us in the face all at one time. Is the man behind the couch? Is he under the coffee table? Is he behind the door? Is he in the closet? The answer to these questions, yeah, they're everywhere. Paul, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Dave. God bless everybody.